The Old Testament reading for this Easter Sunday is from the 65th chapter of Isaiah. Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be. And my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. If in this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, then it is coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. 
these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Those are such special words. They're just a few words, but they should be so precious to us. And on that first Easter, it's almost hard to believe that those words weren't believed at first. 2,000 years ago on Easter, the first people who went to the tomb did not believe. They did not believe that Jesus was alive. They thought he was dead. Even though Jesus told them he would rise from the dead, they didn't cling to that word. They didn't allow that hope to permeate everything they were seeing around them on that Sunday. So instead of being joyful and running to the tomb and seeing that Jesus was alive, they'd been crying their eyes out all weekend. They believed Jesus was dead. Mary Magdalene and the others were not going to the tomb to greet the living Jesus They were going to finish burying a dead Jesus. Mary Magdalene and the others were not going to wrap their arms around the living Christ. They were going to wrap his dead body in strips of linen and perfumes to try and cover the smell of death. Jesus told them he would rise again. That hope That promise of life should have stayed with them even in the face of watching Jesus die. That promise of life should have stayed with them even while his body was being wrapped up on Good Friday. The promise that Jesus would live again should have given them the greatest comfort even while they were so sad that weekend. But as soon as they got to the tomb... They realized they were all wrong. As soon as they got there, they saw the stone rolled away from the entrance. They saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been put. They saw the grave clothes folded up. Then the angel said, Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Good question. You find dead in graves, but Jesus isn't dead. He isn't there. You find the dead in cemeteries, but he isn't dead. He's alive, and he isn't there. You find the dead in coffins. You find the dead buried six feet deep. You find the dead not moving. But what the angels were saying is that Jesus is not dead. He is not in a grave. He is not in a cemetery. He is not in a coffin. And he is not six feet deep. Jesus is alive. And he is walking and talking and moving. Jesus is not dead. He is alive. 
The women forgot that great word of Jesus, the promise of Jesus, that he would rise again, he would live. They forgot the words we speak every Easter when we ourselves proclaim, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Those are such special words we say at Easter. Such important words to say. They are the promise of Jesus himself who said he would die, but then rise three days later. Very important words. And we need to speak those words. And we need to be reminded of those words. We really should believe them. Because if we think we are any different from Mary Magdalene and Peter and John... We're mistaken. It can be so easy for us to forget that Jesus has risen from the dead. That seems odd to say on Easter, but it's true. We can forget Jesus has risen from the dead. Even now at Easter, we don't always believe in Jesus' resurrection like we can It's sad when we don't hold the resurrection of Christ closer to us. Like it is our greatest treasure. Because it may very well be your greatest treasure. It could be your greatest treasure. But we don't believe in Jesus' resurrection like we should. Any time that we throw that good news aside. Or treat the resurrection lightly. Or think that the resurrection of the dead is only important for those people who are close to death. Nothing could be further from the truth. His resurrection can be your greatest comfort in life. Your greatest hope in life. The greatest treasure in life that can never be taken away from you. Whether you're rich or poor, we still have the resurrection of Jesus. Whether you're healthy or sick, you still have the resurrection of Jesus. Whether you are happy or sad, doesn't matter. You always have the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus is alive. And one day all people will see him face to face. One day you will see him face to face. That day will come. Today we started our worship with those eternal words that were meant to comfort Mary Magdalene and comfort all of us right now whenever we say, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Those words can be precious to us. Those words can be dear to us. Those words can be cherished by us. And we don't always have to shout them out like we do at Easter. Sometimes those words mean the most in quiet moments, hard moments. Sometimes those words may be whispered by you at the worst of times. When we find ourselves in a hospital, sitting in a folding chair next to the bed of someone we love. And they may have just a few hours left in this life. What are we going to say to ourselves? What are we going to speak in those moments? 
It might be in just a hushed whisper, but in those moments we might even say to ourselves, He is risen indeed. And in that moment, the greatest of hopes can burn in our chests. Hope of the resurrection of the dead at maybe the worst time of our lives. We may whisper those words in a cemetery, staring down at a tombstone of someone we deeply love, who's no longer here. And maybe all we can mutter under our breath is that eternal hope, he is risen indeed. And so will I. And in the face of death, especially in the face of death, we are comforted by a hope that has stood the test of time and will outlast everything in all of creation. The hope, the promise, that because Jesus has risen from the dead, we will rise from the dead as well. But we are not in a cemetery today, and we are not in a hospital So let us remind ourselves once more that eternal promise that we have in Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Those are precious words. Those are eternal words. And I hope those are words you don't just say on Easter. I hope and pray all of us would say those words every day of our lives. Because they are the truth. Those are words that changed Mary Magdalene's life and Peter's life. They are words that have changed your life forever. So today and every day of our lives, may they ring out in our hearts and in our souls. May they be a song of endless praise to God who made them come true in the resurrection of his son, Jesus. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.